Have you thought about starting your own podcast? Well, if you have, then you want to download Anchor. It's the easiest way that you can make a podcast. They give you everything you need in one place, and it's absolutely for free. You can use it right from your phone or your computer. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast so it sounds great. They'll even distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard everywhere, like on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So if you were thinking of starting your own podcast, you want to download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. How we doing? This is Rob. <laughs> How we doing? This is Rob Foster with RBF Fitness and Nutrition. People upgrade their iPhones, they upgrade their Androids, they upgrade their laptops, but yeah. they're operating with the same brain that they operated with for the last decade. You should know the value that you bring to the marketplace. You know what your passion is. You know why you do what you do. So racism, it's out there, but it doesn't have to stop you. Just because somebody might look at you a certain way, that doesn't have to stop your forward progress. Where well, you have to eliminate the excuses. You gotta make that game plan say, for me to get to that point. Right. Happy Tuesday, everyone. Here we are with episode number 84 of Shut Up and Grind with your host, yours truly, Robert B. Foster. So before we get into this show, we got to talk about the upcoming show. All right. So we have a new debate show. It's going to be starting June 7th. I have five guests that will be joining me every Monday at 11 a.m., and I'm already booking out to the end of September, and most of these people don't even know the topics yet, <laughs> but these people are just, they're in, they're ready, and they're fired up for this show. This one's going to be streamed exclusively on YouTube, okay, so you want to look for, the title is We Bought to Get Deep, where we're going to have rational conversations about controversial topics. Okay, keyword there is rational. It's not going to be a scream fest. We're going to have grown-up adult conversations about these hot-button topics that people are afraid to tackle out in the public. You all know I ain't scared. So that starts June 7th. All right, you guys know about the grind gear? Shut up and grindgear.com. We got tank tops. We got capris. We have hats. We got face masks. We have all that stuff, and that is just another way to help to help the show. For those of you guys that tune in the four days a week, I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart. When I started this, I didn't know where it was going to go. And because of you guys, we're in up to 18 different countries right now. 18. And I have guests from all over the world coming on. But the thing that's in common with all of these guests is that everyone wants to be happy. Everyone wants success. And everyone understands that you have to grind. Okay, so for today's topic... We're going to talk about living life through a lens of hope. And yes, Scotty, I took your, your title. All right. So we're going to look at life through a lens of hope. And helping me have this conversation 
is a fellow speaker, and this young man's passion is to educate people on the importance of their own mental health while providing them with legitimate practices to acknowledge, identify, and overcome negative thinking that holds them back. Through a combination of cognitive behavioral therapy practices and a compassionate touch, he aims to inspire others by using real-life stories, motivating examples, and fact-based strategies. He feels that validating one's own struggles is the first step towards breaking through the negative strongholds occupying the mind. So welcome to the show, Scott Prendergast. Come on down. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Robert. I'm so happy to be on the Shut Up and Grind podcast with you. I'm so excited. Awesome. Glad glad to have you, and I love the enthusiasm. Keep that energy high. Always. <laughs> this is what I do. I can't turn it off. People say, hey, Scott, can you like turn it down a little bit? I'm like, unfortunately, I cannot. <laughs> <It's just me. laughs> yeah, one of my PT clients asked me this morning. She's like, do you drink coffee? I was like, do you think I need coffee? <laughs> I was like, I don't need that stuff. <laughs> I totally get that. People like you and I, Robert, we're, we don't need coffee. We're our own coffee. Just the way that yes. we are, we got that passion burning bread. <laughs> yep, just wake up ready. Stay ready. <laughs> exactly. All right, so who is Scott? Yeah, I love the question, Robert. So Scott Prendergast, let me tell you, he, he's an interesting character. So <laughs> Scott is somebody who is passionate about helping people. And I think about my own experience and, and what I've been in through in life. And I want to take everything that I learned and I want to incorporate it into other people's lives as well. I want to help people to realize that, look, no matter what is going on in your life, no matter how dark things get, there is always hope to be found. Now, sometimes we got to dig into the ground to dig up that hope. Other times we got to shut up and grind a little bit more to find that hope. But at the end of the day, there is good to be found in every single situation. And that's what I'm passionate about. And I want to help, help people to realize that they can live the type of life that they want to live and that they can find that happiness right where they are right now. So Scott is somebody who loves to teach, somebody who wants to inspire, and somebody who's always ready to learn as well. Because I think one thing for me is I want to make sure that I don't get caught up in myself thinking I know everything, <laughs> but I want to be able to take from other people and add it to myself as well so I can further along help other people too. So I think in a nutshell, Scott Prendergast is passionate, he's enthusiastic, he's uh, compassionate, and he's caring. And he wants to touch as many lives as he can while he's on this earth. Awesome. Love it. So one of the key things you said there was, you know, about not thinking you know everything and that always down to learn. So this is my, my nice little pink notebook here. So I have this in, for every show, and it's loaded with notes that I take from every single speaker that comes on. Wow. You know, cause look, cause just cause I'm in the space doesn't mean I'm the most, the most knowledgeable. So it's like, I've taken, I've taken notes from every single one, <laughs> you know, every, so I did oh, the first seven shows were just me. Cause I didn't know what the hell I was doing, <laughs> but so you know, there's been over, over 75 guests that have come through and like, that's just knowledge after knowledge after knowledge. And I, I think, you know, speaking in the realm of mental health. Now, I'm I'm no doctor, so I just I just can speak on my own experiences. But I feel like the more that you step into your mess, and the more that you share that mess, you realize it's really not that messy, <laughs> right? Right? And, yeah. Like, and there's a lot of power in there. And there's someone that needs to know that you were in that mess that they're in, and you got out of it. And, and you now motivate them to get out of it. So what messes did you have to come through, you know, to get you to where you are now? 
Exactly. That's a great question. And I love how you say that. Like you got to dive into the mess because I think a lot of times, especially in, this, in the world we live in today, everyone wants to run away from the mess. They want to run away from things don't feel good. I remember I went to therapy for a little bit once, not too long. And they're like, just do whatever makes you feel good. I said, if I just do what makes me feel good, how in the world am I ever going to grow? How am I ever going to learn anything? How am I ever going to get to that next level in my life if I just always do what feels good? So for me, with my own personal messes for years, you know, growing up in high school and college, and even today, I always struggled with depression and anxiety. Uh, and it was something to, it got to the point where it was very debilitating. So I couldn't do a single thing in my life without the forefront of my mind focusing on how I thought I was worthless, how I thought I didn't matter, how I thought I couldn't do this or couldn't do that. And it destroyed me to the point where I came a point, I came to a time in my life where I said, okay, I have a choice. I can either keep living in this dark place, feeling sorry for myself and just wallowing in all these things that's going on, or I can get up and I can take little baby steps and one by one by one. I can start to find the ways to pull myself out of this mess and start to live the life that I want to live. And so for me, that's a daily process. I would love to sit here and be like, hey, you know, at 24, I've got myself figured together. Absolutely not. Not even close. This is a lifelong process, as you and I know, Robert. But I have figured out enough things to where when those symptoms come back into my life, when I start to feel anxious, when I start to feel depressed, I know who to turn to. And I know what to turn to to kind of pull myself through and use the proper strategies to get myself out of that place where I can be, you know, using my rational thinking and be where I want to be. Love it. Rational thinking. Look at this. Watch it live from the United Arab Emirates. See, isn't, techno nice. isn't technology something? <laughs> you know, can, can it really is. Fire lives all over the world. It's, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I love your answer there. So, Take me back to when you felt worthless, because I feel like a lot of people, you know, some some men, but I mean, I work with mostly women and I feel like like a lot of a lot of women struggle with their self-worth. So, like, just take me through through a time where, where you dealt with that. Yeah, that I'll tell you my whole entire life growing up, I, I had a wonderful family. But for whatever reason, internally, I always struggle with my self-worth because you know why? I was always comparing myself to everyone else, mm -hmm. thinking, oh, well, these people are like this. And I define that as cool or successful or whatever it is. And since I was defining those people as those certain things, I would look at myself and see the opposite. So therefore, I define myself as worthless. So yeah. you can see how that kind of went through. And, I, and when I was in high schools, particularly when these things really got pretty deep and intense, I really thought that I was never going to be good enough for anybody. I thought I could never do anything right. I thought I was just a waste. And because I was thinking that, I started to tell myself that. And because I was telling myself that, I started to see that. Because our thoughts, our feelings, and our actions, TFA, they're all connected together, right? So what we're thinking is going to determine how we're feeling. And how we're feeling is going to determine how we act. And so you can see how that's just a vicious cycle. But it goes both ways. It can be negative, but it can be positive, too. Yes. Now, for me, I was caught up in that negative side of the cycle for the longest time. And I just was constantly telling myself these negative thoughts. And because of that, it made things a challenge. And I slipped a little bit deeper into depression because of those thoughts and what I was saying to myself. So that's kind of what it looked like for me. And it's still a struggle every day, as it is for all of us. Because think about it. When we walk outside, we're so tempted to compare ourselves with someone else. Or if we go on social media, we're saying, OK, well, these people are doing that. They're getting success. So what do I do? How come I'm not getting success? How come I'm not like that? What's wrong with me? And you can see how these intrusive thoughts, they start coming in and they bombard us up here, Robert. Yep. And when that happens, that's when we're susceptible to falling into depression, 
to anxiety, and then just overthinking to the point where it's going to make us miserable. And so what I always try to do, and when I speak and talk to people, I want to say, okay, look, let's put a stop sign in our, in our mind. Let's say, no, 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 stop. And let's really dive into these thoughts. Like you said before, dive into the mess. And it's about asking ourselves the right questions and saying, okay, why am I telling myself that I'm worthless? And sometimes you got to ask yourself that. And the answer is usually, well, because my classmates said it or because these people said it. And when we start to ask ourselves these questions, we realize that, okay, this is not a rational way to think. And we're able to separate those two things, right, between being rational and between being unrational. And I think that's the process that I work on every day. And I think all of us, it takes time. But when we do this, it's really helpful. Yes, love it, love it, love it. So that last part there, I mentioned usually at least once per show about other people clipping your wings. Mm. You know, that's what it boils down to. Like there's so many people that they have a good idea or, or they, they want to go in a different direction, but someone else tells you you're stupid, you're chasing a dream, you need to focus on this, you shouldn't be doing that. And then people end up taking that to heart and then they don't follow through on it. So one thing I've been told my entire life is that I'm a show off, <laughs> right? I've been, <laughs> been told that forever. Like I was, I was blessed with being tall, lean, and with springy legs, you know? So like I was a high jumper in school. I played above the rim in basketball. Yeah. And then even now at almost 47, I can still hit a 50 inch box jump, you know? Ooh. So it's like, I'm doing, I'm doing my thing. And people are, oh, there's Rob showing off again. Mm. And, and I always respond with, no, Rob is working to his potential. Mm, <laughs> I said I that's like what that. that's what it boils down to. So for me at, at my age, you know, like you're only two years older than my son. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> so it's like, you know, at my age to do a lot of the things that I can still do, I see it as an inspiration. You know, like how many times do you see people once they hit like 35 to 40, they act like their life is over? Yeah. You know, and so it's like I look at it as I'm letting you know, no, if you stay focused, you stay positive, and you put the work in. You can keep your skills a lot later on in life, you know. And then, like I've had, I've had three knee surgeries, and then someone's like, "Well, what are you gonna do if you end up in a wheelchair?" I said, "There's wheelchair Olympics." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like this wheelchair Olympics. Like I'm a competitor. Like that. That's what fuels my soul. So if I ever allowed people to get into that headspace, it would completely ruin me as a person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, that's so true. And, and I think what you bring up is an awesome point. I mean, because when we're looking at, at other people's lives, you know, we're always we have that job. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. When when we go up there, I have I have some some ideas for you. Oh, OK. Awesome. Yeah. But but um, that's something that you can start on YouTube. Oh, yeah. And I do have a YouTube channel and right. I share how to make, you know, the recipes and things like that. So I do I do have that. But my goal is to get it to be kind of more cinematic, you know, having somebody do the videos for me, gotcha. filming and things like that, because it's a lot of work setting up everything and trying yeah. to get, you know, a game plan together while I'm trying to be a mom and homeschool and be a wife and write a blog. Yep. <laughs> so my, my big goal is to have have a crew, I guess you could say. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's a, just funny how how aligned we are, because that was that was my two. Like I was wanted to be a talk show host. And and while I was in there stuffing my face, I'm constantly on my computer looking, you know, because mm-hmm. between 
I mean, New, New York's not that far from here. Boston's not that far from here. Hartford's not that far from here. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know, if I had if I had to drive a little to make it happen in the short term, I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> but starting here was was the first start. So at least mm-hmm. I can I can have a body of work showing that I know how to interact with people, how to get people to share, you know, share some deep stuff. Cause like I, I've had people go deep on this show where like mm-hmm. we've both been in tears and stuff. Oh, so yeah. you know, so just show that body of work. Mm-hmm. But like but as a kid, I used to always just have dreams of me being on TV. I'd be watching shows like, I can do that. Yeah. Like, I can do that. <laughs> and so yeah. I still have that now. But then same, same thing, you know, raising f- five kids and, and I'm single now. So it's like just doing that, doing my businesses, doing the podcast, finding mm-hmm. podcast guests and, you know, finding gym clients. So like, it's, it's a lot. Oh my but- gosh, it is a lot. And, you know, in this world, there's also the pressure that can be applied that you have to be everywhere at once. Yeah. And that's overwhelming. And a lot of times that's a lot of reasons that new bloggers or online businesses can kind of give up, you know, and I hate that because you don't have to be fully everywhere at once. You can be, again, what's already working, focus on that, capitalize on that, and then sprinkle in the other areas. That's my opinion. I don't know if that's the correct opinion, No, <laughs> but um, that's what I believe. I, I agree. Cause again, when I started the gym, as I said, it was, it was a hobby that went well, then, you know, the, the universe opened up the doors and I lost my management job. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, you know, I can pursue this fitness thing then cause management sucked anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, and this is kind of cool. <laughs> and, but like, you know, I made some stupid mistakes younger. So like I had bad credit, had no, had no savings. I was like, how am I going to do this? I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but these people love me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, so, so I'm doing something right. So yeah. I just have to keep pouring into them, pouring into them. And then just one, one day, one of my clients came up to me and was like, Rob, why don't you have your own gym? Cause like I was renting space out of another facility and we had probably doubled the clientele that they had. Oh, <laughs> and, and I was renting space from them. <laughs> and so, you know, and I was up front with him. I said, because I said stupid mistakes when I was younger, I'm paying for it now. And mm-hmm. so he spoke to one of his buddies and they got together and they they helped me open up open up the facility. Oh, that's you know? awesome. So, so that's going along the lines with what you said, just mm-hmm. zero in on what you can do. As long yeah. as you do that and that's your true calling, mm-hmm. the universe is going to open doors for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I keep saying the universe because like not everyone's religious, but I mean sure. every, everyone knows that there's a universe. <laughs> so yeah. just yeah. like you know, it's like the universe will open up doors for you. Mm-hmm. Well, and I also say too, it's when you want something to succeed and you work on it a lot, it's going to improve. Whether that's your marriage or your business or a relationship with your kids, you know what you're focusing and what you're being intentional on, yes. you know can improve. Is it going to make, I mean, it's going to be the best it's ever been or be successful? No. But when you focus on something, that's usually where your time is going and where your thoughts and your goals are centered around. And ultimately you tend to see some sort of improvement in that. Yeah, like in all all holidays, with the exception of Christmas, and actually, I, I can't even say that because two Christmases ago, I still I still did a class Christmas morning, but we do classes on all the holidays. We do it on Thanksgiving morning, we do it on Easter because the people want to come out. 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, if you guys want to come out, I'll be there for you. You know, yeah. it's, it's an hour, an hour and a half. And then I got the rest of the day off. So yeah. it's not like I'm going in nine to five. Yeah. But, but like, it's like, if you guys are that excited to be there, mm-hmm. I will absolutely be there. Yeah. You know, because when Showed I'm it. there, I get to, I get to witness people do awesome stuff all mm-hmm. the time. Like, t- like I said, today's workout was brutal. It was absolutely mm-hmm. brutal. And I had people who are younger and fitter. I had people who are older and I mean, they're still fit, but you know, just as you, as you get older, you just sure. had a different stage. Like, yeah, at 46, I'm still strong, but the recovery is a little different than when I was 25. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, but, but, but just watching these people and everyone just gives every inch of their all. Mm-hmm. And, and I love that, you mm-hmm. know, it's like, I have no problems getting out of bed at 420 every morning to, to get down there, to spend a few hours just watching people give their all. Yep. It's just such an amazing feeling. Yeah. I, you know, there, I remember crying, you know, going to a, a job I worked at, just crying, not to sound like a weenie, but I just hated it. I, and I think it was truly because underlying, I knew there was something more and I wasn't supposed to be doing that. I wasn't happy getting up every morning and going and I was, <laughs> I was stacking I, w- I was a sales rep for Pepsi and I was going to the gas stations and going to these restaurants and physically like moving soda. And I was just like, I, this is not for me. And so I would just, it was, it was a time in my life that was very short, but I, I'll always remember it. Cause it was just miserable. And I, I really want to help people get to a place in their life. If they're there to not feel that way. I, we have to go through things we don't like to do. It's like, I tell my kids, I'm sorry you don't want to do your chores, but you're going to have to do it. You know, I do things in life I don't want to do too. And so I'm not saying that people shouldn't or can't go through things they don't really like, you know, in life. I think it's a, it builds character, like my husband always says. But I always think it's important to think about the end goal too, and to always be working towards that feeling of peace and getting that weight off of your shoulders that you may not even know that's really there. And so I love, I'm like you, I love, I have no problem rolling out of bed at 4am to get on my computer and to talk to people and to write blog posts or to do a video or something. And I love also helping those people get to that point too, no matter what that looks like. Love it. See, I always say you don't have to like it. You just have to be good at it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say in a oh, I hate running. So you don't have to like running. I said I hate running, but I'm good mm-hmm. at it. Yeah. You know, it's like you just have to be good at it. So like, yeah, I hate you know doing the back office stuff, mm-hmm. but I but I have to do it. Like I I need I need a microphone. Mm-hmm. Get me in front of a camera. Get me in front of a crowd, and I can do that all day long without yeah. lo- losing an ounce of energy. Yeah, you know. So the other stuff. I don't really care for it, but it's a package deal. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, in order to get that stuff, I have to do this stuff. That's right. <laughs> that is right. Yeah, so <laughs> just helping people understand that, mm-hmm. you know. So got to break it down because I do have another call coming up. But if you could say, because like the, the purpose the, like the purpose of this show is to reach that person that you just mentioned, that person that's in that situation where we both work, that I had plenty of times pulling in into the restaurant and I would just stare at the building mm. before I went in. Like, mm-hmm. do I, do I want to go in there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. or, or, there, or just there'd be days where I'd be leaving, looking at it in the rear view mirror, like, I don't want to go back. Yeah. You know, and I know that there's people out there that listen to this 
and they're 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 clinging to that. They think there might be something better, but they're mm-hmm. afraid to make that leap. Mm-hmm. What word of advice do you have for them? I say, ask someone or at least three people that know you well that will speak truth to you and say, this is always my favorite thing, whether it's in business or personal life. If I were to write a book, what do you think it should be about? And so what can come up from that simple question are some strengths, talents, skills that you have that you may not see. Because sometimes when we're too close to ourselves, it's hard to see. And we as humans sometimes have trouble like congratulating ourselves or acknowledging what we're good at. And sometimes it takes somebody to say it, uh, to point it out. And so I encourage people to ask people that question because what can come from that? I did that myself on a whim back in 2015, I guess. And not only did some things come up that I was like, really? You think I'm good at that? It was, that made me feel really good. And it gave me the courage and the confidence to move toward some of those things. And so I always say that, or if, if that's kind of weird to say, like about the book, you could say something like, Hey, if you were to come to me for advice on something, what would it be? And then, and then there are some people's like, I'm not saying that. That's weird. I always say, well, blame it on me. Say, no, I'm in this class and there's my teacher is making me do this for homework. So although I feel stupid asking you this, I have to ask you. So please. So just put it off on me. <laughs> say, Love it. Hey, <laughs> but I think a lot of times when you hear the words that come out of their mouth about that, it not only gets your wheels spinning but it can really point out some things that you're naturally good at that you could teach others how to do or that you could make and share and sell others or whatever it may be. And I always think that's a good starting point for a lot of different reasons. That's perfect. So in 2017, I I went and got my, my second formal training as a speaker. And one of the, one of the exercises we had to do was we had to write 30 things that we're good at. And then 30 things that we struggle with. Damn. Now, now I usually have no problems talking about the stuff I'm good at. Yeah. <laughs> right? So I got to about 12 and <laughs> then I then I hit the walls like mm-hmm. hmm. Because kind of like like you said, we have power that we don't realize is power. Mm-hmm. And so I did something similar, but I just went to my my private group with my fitness clients. And I was like, hey guys, if if I've helped you with anything. Like, what would you say? What, what would you say was the biggest thing I've helped you with? That's that's how I worded it. Yeah. And I got back a hundred and some odd responses. And as I'm going through, I was like, I got teary eyed. I was like, mm-hmm. oh my god! I was like, oh my god! Like there were so yeah. many things I didn't even think of. Mm-hmm. And, and and I've worked with some of these people for years. <laughs> you know, yeah. years. I'm going through like, wow! I never thought, wow! Because to me, that's just what I do every day. Mm-hmm. You know. So, but but to see and see so many people saying the same things and I was like, all right. And so I made that exercise so much stronger. Mm-hmm. And now that's one of the first things I do when I help people um, overcome the fear of, of public speaking. I said, all right, well, list, you know, I, I have them do, do 10 to start. I said, give me 10 things, 10 things you're proud of, 10 things you're not so proud of. And I'll show you how to weave those into a powerful story. And then you can take the ugliest of the ugly, take something in the middle and take something you're over the top proud of. And we can rock somebody's world with that story. Absolutely. Yes. It's awesome. I love that. As do I. So I got to ha- I got to have you on again because I, I feel like we're not yeah. done. 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I feel I feel like there's there's more that we can pour out. So absolutely. So w- what I do on the second go round is that we'll spend a little less time on the backstory, maybe like like a ten minute re- refresher, and we'll pick what we want the topic to be, and we'll spend the rest of the show just speaking on that topic. Sounds good. I could do that all day. Yeah, as, as can <laughs> I. Looks like it's, we're, we're in alignment in, in a in a lot of ways. So. That's good stuff. Well, thank you very much for joining. Oh, thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Awesome. Like I said, don't don't sign out though. Okay. <laughs> All, right. All right. See you later. Bye. All right. So that was Jessica. If you're tuning in late, make sure you go back and watch the rest of the episode. So that that was a conversation. So you guys know I always say I write notes. I think this is the least amount of notes I've ever written on a podcast because we were that much in alignment. <laughs> so that's good stuff. If you want to reach out to Jessica, fantabulosity.com. She's got a lot of really, really good stuff on that site. And I'm going to share this in my private group with my gym peeps because she's got a lot of good, good information on here. So make sure you check it out. And what's today? Today is Tuesday. So I am back tomorrow with Erica. That's going to be another great show. I actually met with her a couple months ago, and she's got a whole lot of energy, and she's going to show you how to take your business to the next level. So that's tomorrow at 11. And I think my Friday guest is bunking on me because uh, I've reached out to him three times, and he hasn't gotten back to me. So I'm going to give you a solo show, and I'm going to teach you more about overcoming the fear of public speaking. Like right, The guest can cancel on me, but damn it, I'm still going to be here. All right? So you guys have yourselves a great day, and let's cue the outro. Signing off. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com slash speaks on Instagram at robert underscore B underscore Foster on Twitter at RBF underscore fitness and on Facebook at Robert B. Foster. Till next time, shut up and grind.